I guess we just have our... Because this is just like, seriously. Jesus is coming. I tell you all the truth. You know, the day is approaching and we need to tell more people about Jesus. You know, true enough, no one knows the day nor the hour that he's coming back, but we need to tell people about Jesus every chance we get. You know, uh, today after work, I went out, had to run to the store to get some personal items and the Lord was like, this is a chance to evangelize. And it was once the cashier was like, how you doing today? And I was like, you know what? I'm here. I can't complain, but I'm here. And then the older man that was behind me was like, yep, we above ground. I said, yes, that is so true. And uh, the cashier was like, yeah, that's just the way I look at it now, like to be alive because so much going on in the world is scary. I said, well, I'm not going to say it's scary. You know, um, you know, I had a son that was murdered and his birthday coming up April 1st, but he knew Jesus. You know, my mama died two years before COVID and she knew Jesus and she passed in her sleep. And I'm happy that she went before you know, COVID hit because with the way her body was, COVID may have been what have taken her out, but the Lord took her on home in her sleep. And that gives me peace. And she knew Jesus and my son knew Jesus. I said, although I miss them, they knew Jesus. And with what and with what kind of mushy and with what is going on in the world, I just thank God that they're not here. I know that they're in a better place. And they were all in there, and including the other customers. Everybody was just smiling, like, yeah. And I was like, so, yeah, you know, you all just helped me out because, right, we're alive, and that is a blessing. I said, you know, when I feel weak, the Lord is my strength. So when I'm weak, he is strong, you know, and the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I'm normally hyper, but, you know, it's like seven days before his birthday, and this year hitting a little harder. So I'm not Miss Jolly Jolly anymore. But, you know, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. And I know it'll get better in time. But I tell you the truth, you know, what the Lord laid on my heart, he's like, anytime you go out, show people Jesus. Show people the love of Jesus. And if you get a chance to talk about Jesus, talk about Jesus you got too many people who claim to be believers in Christ who never mention his name. They never testify. They never tell anyone anything. And it's just amazing to me, you know. 
like with all that's going on in the world, all the hatred, we need to learn to show more love. Love, love, love. You know, but I understand many people are hurting. We're all hurting from something. Believe that. You know, it's just the truth. We're all hurting from something. But God, you know, we got to realize that our good days outweigh our bad days. And it could be worse. You know, for those of us who live in America and we complain, we need to learn to be grateful because we have it so much better than others in other countries. We truly do. We have it better. You know, we are sometimes so ungrateful for all the freedoms we have. You know, we're actually able to freely worship the Lord, but yet we choose not to. We are taking God out of our schools. I mean, like I remember growing up saying the Pledge of Allegiance. (laughs) I remember growing up singing God Bless America. It's just you know, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Like, what are we doing here in America? Like, what's really going on? You know, I understand about sending aid over to other countries. I totally get that. I promise you I do. But, like, there's many poor Americans that are suffering and need help. Just like those people in the other countries. But yet we ignore the people in our own country. It's just amazing. It's like the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Like, when are we going to do better? You know, within the last two years, our economy has gotten so much worse. Get a machine, honestly. People can barely pay their bills. People can barely buy food. People can barely keep gas in their car to make it to and from work because they're not making enough on their job. What they're making on their job, they got to put in their gas tank or I'll got to go in food. And then you got to say, am I going to pay my rent? Am I going to pay my utilities? Am I going to go without eating? Like if I don't make it to work, I'm not even going to be able to pay any bills. And then you got to pick and choose which bill you can pay. Like, How do y'all feel like we are really making it here in America? It has gotten so much worse in the last two years. I I don't see how you all can't see it. And I believe many of you can see it and are afraid to speak up about it. And then others just don't want to speak up about it. But we've got a problem here in America where we take care of everybody else but Americans. My God, from Zion, if we're going to take care of other countries, we need to take care of America, too. But see, what I found out is everything is about money. And what I also found out about politicians, and I don't care who like this and who don't, but this is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And the truth shall set you free, make you free, and keep you free if you want to be kept. All politicians are liars. Every single politician is a liar. They lie to get in office. And then once they get in office, they got to ask everybody else to agree with them on the promises that they lied to you during their campaign. 
you all wondering why so much stuff don't get done after all the promises during the campaigns. It's because they got to get a vote. The same way you voted for that politician, they got to get a vote as well. I'm telling you, man, them boardroom meetings. Like, y'all don't get it. Them rich folk don't care nothing about you. They sleep well at night. They eat good every day. Driving nice cars. Kids ain't wanting for nothing. Do you think they care about us? No. The rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Like, this is a truth. It's a truth. It's a truth. It's a truth. And no one wants to admit it. And then the ones who speak out about it, you know, people get upset. Because, you know, they don't want people to know the truth. They don't want people to know the truth. You know, all these hidden agendas. Like, I I don't care for politicians. They lie. I get it. We got to have politics. But politicians are liars. All of them. None of them keep their promises. I've got to be real. There are decent politicians out there that truly do try to do the right thing. I have actually met some that truly do try to do the right thing. Their heart be in the right place, but they still got to get votes from other people. So I'm not just saying this to say it. I'm saying it because I've experienced it and I've met some personally, especially after my son was murdered. I met with so many different politicians. And the saddest thing is ain't nothing even changed in the city that we live in. After all those meetings, all those false promises, all those interviews with news stations, this city still need help, need Jesus, need change. Violence didn't decrease. God help me. Oh, you all, y'all just need to know that uh, when you can truly see what's going on, you're not easily fooled. You try to tell others what's going on. You try to open up blinded eyes. You try to awaken people. You you know, we've got different people of different faiths, different beliefs, different backgrounds that listen to us. But I just want you all to remember this one thing. Love is the main thing. Showing love is the main thing. Love and unity and peace. We've got enough hate in the world. We've got to stop hating people based on their religion or their political views. Oh, I can't wish she the color of their skin. Their past mistakes. God, people do change. People who want to change actually change, believe it or not. I'm a living witness and a walking testimony and a walking miracle all in one. But you got to want to change. You know, you can't force anybody to change. You can't change anybody. You can't. I mean, hey, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. 
You know, I believe that many of our problems stem from us trying to force someone to change when we can't force people to change. People have to want to change. I don't know if you all understand or not, but majority of your anxiety will go away if you stop trying to change people and make people think the way you think. Everybody's not going to think the way you think. You know, one thing I had to learn when I was in anger management, one way my counselor told me to cope, she literally told me, you get angry because people don't treat you the way you treat them. You're kind, you have a giving heart, and you care for people, and you want the best for people. And when they don't treat you that way, that's when you become very angry. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And she was like, you got to just remember, you keep being kind, you keep being you no matter how they treat you. And, you know, that's what I've even, I was even told, you know, as a kid, you know, in Bible study at, you know, vacation Bible school. So when it came from the counselor, I knew it was the voice of God speaking through her because, you know, the Lord can speak through anybody to get a message across and to get a message to you. And it took me back to my childhood. So, they help me with my anger. So now when people don't treat me kind, I'm like, oh, well, I just gone about my business. Like, it's your loss, not mine. Like, I'm going to be kind to you. And if you don't treat me the same way, you'll never see me again. <laughs> you know, hey, I'm not trying to beg you to be my friend. I'm not going to beg you to be nice to me. You don't want to treat me the way I treat you? Cool. Because I am a firm believer and you treat people the way that you want to be treated. You treat people the way you want to be treated. And, you know... It's just amazing how people be extremely mean to people or rude to people and then get upset when they're treated the same way. It's like, did you forget how you treated others? You know, you all, we've got to do better. We must do better. We've got to learn to do better. You know, we've got to stop being mean to people, being jealous of other people and things of that nature. Because at the end of the day, do you realize we all can make it, but don't nobody want to come together? Y'all rather, you know, there's many people out here, they rather steal somebody's ideas than come together with the person. Then wonder why, you know, the vision don't even be completed because God didn't give them that vision. They try to steal bits and pieces from people's podcasts, from people's um, live videos on social media, from people's blog posts, like literally going, following people to steal their ideas and then try to manifest them as their own, basically using witchcraft. And then it doesn't work. You know, uh, it's just amazing. But, you know, I'm going to tell you, so yesterday... I was reading, you know, the book of Joshua. And what I love, for all of you who are out there afraid, just know, just know, do not be afraid or discouraged. Be strong and courageous for the Lord will do this to all the enemies you fight. You got to understand your enemies out there, right? Them enemies that keep on coming up against you. Don't you ever be afraid of them enemies. You know, because the weapons may form, but they won't prosper. They will not prosper. 
They form, but they will not prosper. You got to know that God will take care of your enemies. That is why the Bible tells you to pray for your enemies. For the simple fact, God will take care of your enemies. The whole point of praying for your enemies is so God won't just flat out destroy them. But there's going to be some times when the Lord is going to take them all the way out because they practice sin. They practice witchcraft. They don't know when to quit. They don't know when to stop. And the Lord will humble them by any means necessary. Believe this part. He will allow Satan to shift them as we. He will allow Satan to have his way. You know, hey, the moment the Lord takes his hand off of you, I'm going to go to see, remove the covering up off of you. I'm going to go to see, i tell you the truth. You'll look back over your life at everybody you crossed. Everything you thought you got away with and realize you never got away with one evil deed. I tell you the truth. And the truth is the light of the world. You know, and I love hearing Joshua 11 and 6. The Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid of them. For at this time tomorrow, I will cause all of them to be killed before Israel. This is the Lord speaking to Joshua. Telling Joshua, do not be afraid of them, for at this time tomorrow, I will cause all of them to be killed before Israel. I mean, man, when the Lord tells you that he's going to take care of your enemies like that, my God, what do you do? What do you do? You thank God. You thank God. You thank God, period, point blank. When the Lord fight for you, he fight for you. God doesn't do anything halfway. God does not do anything halfway. Whatever he starts, he will finish. He will finish it. He will finish it. He will finish it. You all got to know the weapons may form, but they will not prosper. And the truth is, Jesus is coming. Are you ready? You know, we got to start proclaiming the true gospel and get his people ready. You know, because my thing is this, like, Are you rapture ready? Like, when the time comes when one is taken up while we're all walking down the street and then people get the... I got a motion. Like, are you rapture ready? Like, are you ready to just be taken up? Jesus? Like, I don't think you all get it. Like, the time is coming. And as I've been watching different social media outlets, 
God has his people speaking up and people are still wanting to ignore it, you know, like just literally ignore it. And I am just like, Lord, so you, I mean, I have been listening and I'm telling you what people are speaking is from the spirit of God because I have had some of the same messages from God, no lie. And there's one spirit of God. And I'm just saying, it's just, I I tell you the truth, like, the Lord has a remnant who's not afraid to tell the truth, who's preaching repentance, because repentance, 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 you know, you've got to stop doing all of that sin, and you've got to turn from your wicked ways, period. You know, these are things that are very true about the Bible. You know, the Bible is true. It's the infallible truth. Real talk. You know, you all need to understand that it's not just an ordinary book. It's the book of life. 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 The Lord wants you to have life. And we like in this dark world. Like when you go into a room and when people meet you. Like. Do they know that you love Jesus? Do you show them the love of God or are you mean to them? And look at them like you're better than them. You all, we got to stop looking down on people. We're not better than anyone. We're all filthy rags, man. You know, I went to the uh, grave site where my son was buried today. And right there, there were four, five, six. It was like six new graves, fresh buried bodies. And most of the time, I don't even go to that gravesite because I know he's not there. But today, the Lord was like, go. And then I had to let out a scream because it's like, they took my baby. Like, this year is just hurting a lot more than what it had normally been hurting. Um, You know, but my good days outweigh my bad days. And it is what it is. You know, he was 19 years old and he was murdered two days before my birthday. So, yeah, I'm going to feel it. I mean, my God. You know, it's just the truth, right? And while I was at the cemetery and I was like, Lord, they took my baby. You know, I just started thinking about all the mothers who've had miscarriages. You know, all the other moms who have lost children due to either illness, violence, or any type of way having stillborn babies and having to give birth to a dead child. Because, you know, when they don't find the heartbeat, you still got to carry that baby full term and then give birth. And when Sydney was first killed, I was in all kind of different grieving mother groups, and my heart would break for the mothers who had miscarriages or stillborn babies. Because, you know, I had 19 years. The Lord let me borrow Sydney for 19 years, 
and you know the good memories plenty of pictures and all these things but just you know the thought of a mother who's had a miscarriage or stillborn and they never got to see you know that baby be born it's just I, I feel like that pain is much worse than what I went through although my son was murdered it's just I've got memories and I've got good memories and I thank the Lord for every single year that he blessed us to have that child here on earth with us. And when his work was done, the Lord took him on home and I've got to remember that no matter what. When he was six years old, the Lord showed me that he was going to die from gang violence. And the fact that he didn't join the gang, well, he broke a generational curse. He went to his grave, not joining the gang. And he went out with a bang because he shot his killer in the head. And I prayed that his killer didn't die because I didn't want my son to be a murderer. My son was buried within seven days. And I prayed that his killer didn't die. No one understood why I was praying why that kid didn't die. But I didn't want his mother going through the pain that I was experiencing. And then the way I had to drive around and go to different news stations, go up to the city county building, meet with the mayors and all this stuff and go to the Weigels that he died at and go in there and tell them, stop showing a video of my baby dying at the gas pump to these damn heathens in this city. I mean, I tell you the truth, man, it was rough. And I didn't want his mother going through what I went through. So I pray that her child did not die. And it's just the whole truth. It had nothing to do with the kid. I just knew the pain and the anger and the rage that was within me. Didn't want to see another mom that way. Not in, not not knowing that my son caused it. Because see, her and her son got to deal with the fact they caused my son to die. But yet, her son alive but was shot in his head twice. You know? For some reason, they thought because he was a pretty boy, because he was nice looking in college, got with got with a girl, made some mistakes. But they thought because he was so, you know, laid back and chill, they had no idea he wasn't no punk. You know, <laughs> he wasn't a punk or from a punk. This is why y'all need to be very careful who y'all approach, thinking y'all just go rob and kill or whatever just because of how they look. Think you can just steal from people and things like that and think you can treat them badly because of how they look. You think because they dress nice or they're pretty or they're handsome that they're some punks or they're weak. I'm telling you, stop, stop, stop stereotyping. Stop stereotyping, folks. By the way they look and the way they dress. It's just period. That's in the world and in the church. Stop stereotyping people by the way they dress because you get it wrong. You cannot judge a book by its cover. And the church has it bad. My God. Hey, the body of Christ has it bad. Judging a book by its cover. And y'all wonder why no one comes into the church because y'all a bunch of judgmental, well-dressed. Many of you are well-dressed sinners on your way to hell. 
covering up your sin by the way you dress and the way you wear your hair. For you women, your wigs, your nails, your eyelashes, your makeup. For you men, your nice haircuts, your groomed faces, your beards, whatever, your nice clothing and your suits. But y'all a bunch of well-dressed sinners on y'all way to hell sitting up there trying to dress up, cover up, think you better than everybody else. And you the main ones sitting up there committing sin and literally on your way to hell in a handbasket but got the audacity to try to point out everybody else's sin. And you're the sinner. I've done noticed that them preachers that are always talking about everybody else's sin, they're talking about the sin that they're doing, but they sitting up there trying to talk about everybody else. I'm telling you all, learn to read between the lines. Them preachers that are always talking about somebody else's sin, you better believe that's some sin, some secret sin that's in their life. Many of them have secret sin of hatred, racism, jealousy, envy, lust. Porn addictions, alcoholics, drug addicts. Some of them be sitting up there drunk and high preaching from the pulpit. Y'all better start paying close attention. You know, I love the spirit of God because he will show you some things that you don't even want to see. And it don't matter if you're sitting right in a church or if you're watching it from your dang on telephone, your tablet, your computer or your television. I'm telling you, the spirit of God does not lie. The gift of discernment does not lie. And when you truly have a intimate relationship with the Lord, my God from Zion, you know, the Lord is going to reveal some things from you, I mean, for you. I mean, revelation, I tell you. And then, like, you know, when you got wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and then I'm talking about godly wisdom. I'm not talking about worldly wisdom. I'm talking about godly wisdom. But also, you got to understand what I love about the Lord. When you got common sense, book sense, godly wisdom, then you got understanding and you got knowledge. And then you know how to be still. You know how to be quiet. Listen to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying so you don't speak out of turn, you don't speak too much, you don't speak what the Spirit of the Lord is not saying. You understand what I'm saying? You know you're not stealing nobody else's sermon because you're quiet and you spend time with God. Then he takes you to scripture every single time. Like I'm not a Bible thumper. I don't sit up here and be like, oh well, John da 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 says this and that. I ain't even gonna throw out no numbers today. Normally I throw out numbers. He didn't even give me a number today, but majority of the time. Uh, you know how they be like, yeah, you know, in the scripture, like when you're a preacher and you've been to seminary school, I get it. But I'm talking about like people that just be talking and then they just get to throwing out scriptures just to plead their case or to debate. No, I don't do that. You know what I mean? The scripture is tatted on my heart. This thing is in me. It is in me. I grew up with the Bible. Then I was backslidden. And then I went back to God when my son was murdered. This is the whole truth. And so the fact that I lived in the world, I know how the world works. And then when I walk into the church and all I see is the world, it's like, what is the difference? I could have sworn, I could have sworn that we were supposed to be set apart and chosen. Why does the inside of the church look so much like a club? Y'all, I used to go to the club. I used to dance on the dance floor by myself in the club. So when I walk into a church... And it's dark with all them stage lights like a club. I feel like I'm in a club. Don't feel no spirit of God. 
I mean, I'm just being real. Like, you know, I'm praying that the Lord sends me to a Holy Ghost filled church that also is Bible based, but I want it to be filled with the Spirit of God, my God from Zion. Because, see, here's the thing with the Bible based churches, that's why we got so many churches and different doctrines because people pick and choose which scriptures they want to believe and don't want to believe. And that's why we got the separation in the body of Christ, which I just truly feel like, you know, love, 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 unity, unity, unity. Christ is ahead. Keep our minds on Christ Jesus and we will all be all right. I'm telling you, you know, but repentance is required. Repentance is required. Repentance is required. You know, uh, Jesus is coming. Are you ready? You know, are you rapture ready? You know, it's just, these are some things like, and if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, please accept him on today. Just open up your heart and let them in. Just let them know, Jesus, I'm a sinner and I need you. I need your help to live right. You know, let them know that you can't do this on your own. You know, let them know that you need his help to stop doing whatever sin that you're doing, whatever affliction that you have, you need to be healed from, set free and delivered from. You know, um, I'm a suicide survivor, domestic violence survivor. Jesus, rape, molestation, my God, stroke survivor. I mean, my God, you know, I don't think you all are hearing me. I buried a child, cremated my mother. You know, um, I've overcome so many things, including a hatred of church folk. Um, church folk that, you know, were full of witchcraft. You know, the Lord has kept me. He's kept me. He's kept me. Delivered me from mental illness and porn addiction. He made it where I was never an alcoholic or a drug addict like many of my family members. I mean, I don't think you all understand. I realize that I'm a curse breaker. It's about the blessings of the Lord. Breaking curse, breaking generational curses. That's why I don't get along with family members because I'm breaking the generational curses. I'm breaking them. Me and my family breaking them. By the grace of God. Thank you, Jesus. My son died, but he died because he refused to join the gang. I don't think y'all hear me. So many gang members in my family. So many. But my son decided I'm not going to be one. My mama loved me. My mama told me she loved me. My mama stopped me from joining the gang in the seventh grade. I'm not going to join the gang now that I'm a grown man. He knew his mama loved him. His nana, his dad, he knew all, we all love him. His granny, he knew we all loved him. He knew he was loved. And he didn't have to go to no gang for love. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> he went to his grave instead of joining the gang.
have nothing but respect for my son. He chose not to join the gang. He'd rather die than join the gang. I don't think y'all know how powerful that is. No one wanted to tell me that uh, when he was at the when he when he ran when he went to the gas pump, you know, because he was shot while sitting in his car, and uh, he had to run far away enough to turn to shoot his killer. And um, in self defense, and while he was shot and almost died, like he was, he was trying to make it to go get help. And uh, when he walked across the street, it was an off duty lifeguard paramedic there, and uh, he was just asking for help. And you know, of course, the paramedic told him to put the gun down. They said he was bleeding from his eyes, his nose, his ears, because he had internal bleeding. And, uh, they let me know that he said, uh, I didn't mean to hurt anybody, but they were shooting at me. Because it was two young men who shot at him. Because they were still shooting at him as he was running. Because they were trying to get into the gang. So they killed my son to get in the gang. Because he refused to join the gang. But for a child to be dying. I know I raised a good boy because he said. I didn't mean to shoot anybody, but they, I didn't mean to hurt anybody, but they were shooting at me and my child was dying and he apologized for shooting the man that killed him. Hey. Can't tell me I didn't raise a fine young man with the help from family members from time to time but the blood, sweat and tears and the stress <laughs> and the love and the time <sighs> moms don't give up on your children no matter what Dads, don't give up on your children. Don't ever give up on your children, you all. What stopped my son from joining that gang is the fact that he knew his mother loved him. All three of my children know that I love them. I have always shown them that I love them. Even when I was not in my right mind, when I was stressed out, angry, mad, but they still knew that I loved them. They just knew it was, mama was having issues. <sighs> But they knew I loved them. They know I love them. I've always shown them that I love them. I always spent time with my babies. I showed them I loved them. It was not always about materialistic things. It was spending time watching movies, playing games, sitting and eating together, asking my children how their day was going, asking them what they thought of me. Oh, my goodness. Jesus. 
<laughs> your kids will tell you the truth, and I'm telling you, we wouldn't have our uh, phones or any type of electronic devices on. We would just sit and talk. That thing called talk. What people don't do, communicate, talk. You're so stuck in your dang on electronic devices you don't even know what your children are doing i mean i just thank god that i took the time to spend with my children find out what they like what they dislike man i found out so much about my kids and then how they also thought about me all because we put our electronic devices away but you all act like it'll kill you to cut your phone off your tablet off your tv off for a whole hour one hour do you understand how much you could learn in one hour about one another as a family. And it's such a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. So I just thank God for all the memories. But Jesus is coming. Are you ready? Are you rapture ready? Are you ready? I pray you all have a blessed evening and a lovely weekend. And if anyone is out there hurting, lonely, or depressed, know that Jesus, or sick, know that Jesus is a healer. He's a comforter. He heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Cast all your cares upon the Lord. Know that the Lord is your refuge and your strength. Enjoy your evening and be blessed.